Major fines levied against JP Morgan GM to start deliveries of the Hummer EV. We go over the biggest analyst calls of the day. Rivian falls on production issues. Polygon launches a Web3 social initiative. Omnicron continues to wreak havoc. And we go over the biggest headlines of the week. This is the Running With The Money weekly recap. Let's get into it. back and welcome to another episode of the running with the money briefing or recap depending on which episode you're listening to powered by pounding the table either way what a day in the markets crazy volatility we see the dow jones down 358 points nasdaq up 59 in the s&p 500 down 22 after a very much negative start to the day and yesterday having major selling amongst the markets. So let's get into the biggest headlines of the day. And the first thing we need to start with are these fines being levied against JP Morgan. So JP Morgan Chase will be paying $200 million in fines to two U.S. banking regulators. That's right. Two of them, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, both levying fines against J.P. Morgan. The SEC's $125 million for, in essence, J.P. Morgan not keeping proper records of communications and letting their employees use apps such as WhatsApp to, um, in essence, communicate illegally. What we also see here is the Commodity Futures and Trading Commission going after them for the same exact thing unapproved communications since at least 2015 for those of you who don't know federal law does require big financial firms or financial firms in general to keep very meticulous records of any sort of communication and that includes electronic messaging and jp morgan did not follow the rules here find $200 million between two major regulators. Now, shifting into our second largest headline of the day, and it's a company-specific one. It comes down to General Motors. That's right. GM is finally going to begin customer deliveries of the GMC Hummer EV. Now, once again, to give you a little background on the GM Hummer EV, this is really their first major EV launch. You take a look, and it is the first vehicle of GMs to include their Altium platform. And basically, all that means is it's their in-house EV motors and batteries. And, you know, it's really the first time that their in-house components are being used in their EV products. So this is big-time stuff. And that Altium platform is expected to be used in many, many upcoming electric vehicles of theirs um, in the future. Now, to brief over the entire initiative, GM is investing just around $30 billion into the development and production of their electric vehicles. And the Hummer is the first one to be in essence, manufactured and delivered. Not only that, but they plan to keep this up and they even have an upcoming SUV variant of the vehicle coming through 2025. So that's going to be something to pay attention to. Now, taking a look, we also had another GM-related headline, an EV-related headline. We have FedEx today uh, announcing that they have received the first 500 electric delivery trucks from Bright Drop. Bright Drop is that newly formed EV unit out of General Motors. So, 
FedEx, what is their plan with EVs? Well, they currently have an express fleet of around 87,000 vehicles, and they plan to eventually electrify that entire fleet by 2040. And they currently have a big time order of Bright Drops or GM's EV600 trucks. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. Now, a little more detail on these EV600 trucks coming out of the EV unit of General Motors called Bright Drop. These EV600s, they can move 250 miles on maximum charge. And not only that, but they carry up to 2,200 pounds. Um, now, when it comes to cost savings, these new EV delivery vehicles are going to be extremely effective for FedEx in the long run. Because according to FedEx, their electrified feet, uh, fleet of vehicles would actually cut maintenance cost in half. Yes, that's right. So in essence, FedEx, by electrifying their entire fleet by 2040, they're cutting their maintenance cost in half. Holy Toledo, talk about saving capital. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have Needham initiating Roblox as a buy, going on to say, quote, for the stock to work, we see the long-term evolution of the metaverse as a nice to have, not need to have, but being a or the metaverse platform is a big opportunity which Roblox has advantages to unlock. So Needham believes that the metaverse is going to be a big driver for Roblox. Many argue that Roblox is in fact... Yes, that's right, is in fact a metaverse of its own. Now, shifting into Bank of America, naming Lowe's a top pick for 2022, the firm going on to say, quote, we believe a healthy consumer backdrop will provide support to Lowe's in the medium term, particularly as it begins to see benefit from its restructuring initiatives over time. We believe Lowe's profitability will also continue to improve its comp gap with Home Depot and will continue to narrow as the product differentiation and resets help drive comps. Bank of America believes Lowe's is a solid pick through 2022 and that they can solidly compete with their competitor, Home Depot. We also have D.A. Davidson initiating Deer as a buy. The firm going on to say, quote, bottom line, we think it will get better for deer before it gets worse, although we do see challenges on the ag horizon. We also believe deer is setting itself up for a new set of financial goals with margins in a higher mid-cycle range is sustainability-driven milestones that will open the stock up to new investors. An interesting take on deer initiation uh, as buy from D.A. Davidson. Now, Credit Suisse reiterated Nike has outperformed the day. Credit Suisse going on to say, quote, in our view, after Nike's big cut on the first quarter call, we think full year 2022 guidance is appropriate given ongoing COVID risk, supply chain disruptions, and political issues in China. Our U.S. retailer checks have been strong through holiday despite some signs of inventory shortages, and we think inventory reallocated to DTC will drive upside to street North America revenue estimates for F2Q, an interesting take on a credit suits on Nike, reiterating it as outperformed, but seeing some headwinds on the horizon. We also have Mizuo initiating Honeywell's buy. The firm going on to say, quote, we are initiating coverage of Honeywell with a buy rating and $245 price target. Light cycle drivers and aero non-residential and industrial end markets are picking up. Mizuo liking Honeywell, initiating it 
as a buy. We had Baird today downgrading Starbucks to neutral from outperform. The firm going on to say, quote, we remain optimistic about the company's long-term fundamental outlook, but we are moving to a less constructive near-term investment recommendation due to an increasingly uncertain backdrop for the China business which when combined with some other risk factors that could linger for the balance of full year 2022 makes us less bullish on the setup for the shares at current valuation metrics. Now, shifting into Bank of America, reiterating Rivian as a buy. Bank of America, what did they have to say about Rivian? They go on to say, quote, as a reminder, this is Rivian's first reporting quarter as a public company following its IPO completed in November of 2021. So compared Comparison versus consensus estimates is less robust than our traditional coverage, which may result in some level of scrutiny for the company and possible volatility for the stock. Bank of America pretty much saying here there is still confident in Rivian, but except, uh, expect some volatility at the end of the day. Now, shifting into Piper Sandler, reiterating Coinbase as overweight. Piper Sandler going on to say, quote, Coinbase shares have fallen 29% since reaching a closing high of $357 per share on 11.9. The decline has coincided with a broader decline in crypto markets with Coinbase and Bitcoin down 29% and 31 percent respectively since they both reached record highs around 11 9 2021 going forward we expect the correction between coinbase shares and the price of bitcoin to weaken as coinbase diversifies its revenues with new ventures such as the upcoming launch of its nft marketplace and its coinbase cloud business interesting take on one of the biggest crypto names within the markets piper sandler now shifting into our final call this is wells fargo reiterating fedex is overweight. Wells Fargo going on to say, quote, FedEx reported a Q2 EPS of $4.83 versus our $4.71 expectation and the consensus view for $4.28. We note that revenues were 4.7% higher than our estimate at $23.5 billion with labor and purchase transportation cost issues within the ground business limiting incrementals. So it seems Wells Fargo continues to like FedEx as overweight. Now, shifting into a headline that actually we had an analyst call on out of Bank of America, and this is Rivian falling not only on earnings, but production issues. So first, digging into the actual earnings numbers out of the quarter, Rivian reported an operational loss of $776 million, and their net loss came in at $1.23 billion. Now, that brings everything to a loss per share of $12.21 on revenue of roughly a million bucks. So definitely not the best numbers, but, you know, the numbers weren't expected to be great. I mean, this company has hardly even gotten um, off the ground when it comes to scaling and mass production. So when you take a look, Wall Street analysts, they were actually expecting an earnings per share um, of a loss of $5.52 in a revenue of around a million bucks. So really that EPS was just a big time miss uh, or that loss per share, you could say. But really the big headline coming out of this reported quarter was when they said that they're going to miss their 2021 production target of 1,200 vehicles by unquote a few hundred vehicles. They're going to come up a few hundred vehicles short. Now, why are they coming up a few hundred vehicles short? 
Well, management noted that they are facing supply chain issues, specifically when it comes to semiconductors, and also they're struggling to ramp up the complex production of these uh, complex batteries is really what Rivian is struggling with right now. But there was some positive news. So when it comes to their reservations and the R1T reservations, as well as the R1S SUV reservations, those totaled 71,000 as of December 15th. And that's up 28% from the 55,000 400 vehicles in November. So reservations drastically increasing. They also confirmed the plan for their new $5 billion plant in Georgia to be expected to come online in 2024. So that's a net positive. And also Rivian noted that they produced 652 R1T and R1S vehicles and that 386 of those had been delivered. So overall, some pretty big misses when it comes to Rivian in the big time negative coming out of their first report quarter was the fact that they're going to miss their 2021 production and delivery targets. So definitely something to note there. Now shifting into the crypto world, we have Polygon launching a Web3 social media initiative with 776. And this comes for Polygon just after they acquired zero knowledge startup Murr for $400 million or a deal that was worth $400 million. And that was going to bring more people to Web3. Now they're shifting into a Web3 social media initiative with 776. So this is big time stuff. Now this Polygon and 776 partnership is worth around $200 million and it is going to support social media projects um, on Web3. So we did get commentary out of the C- COO of Polygon and uh, the general partner of 776. So when it comes to the Polygon COO, Sandeep Nawal, he went on to say, quote, with Web3, users create the value, control the network, and reap the rewards. This is not just a different way to share low cats online, though we love those. We are inventing new high-fidelity means of transmitting culture itself. When it comes to Alexis O'Hannigan of 776, he went on to say, we are still in the early days of Web3 and the most obvious opportunities right now are in gaming and social. This initiative will do just that with a focus on gaming properties and social media platforms built on Polygon's scalable infrastructure. So some continuing big time initiatives and funding within the crypto Web3 DeFi world that I think we need to bring to light because you are seeing these types of deals and initiatives every single day worth hundreds of millions of dollars and it goes to show a lot of money is dumping into this space and it's definitely something to pay attention to. Now, to round out the day's biggest headlines, we have uh, more Omnicron news. So Omnicron continues to wreak havoc. This headline just coming across the desk here going into the close today. What we got is the NFL postponing several games this weekend due to the surge in COVID-19 cases and I decided to throw this on our list of headlines to go over because it goes to show how bad this, uh, in essence, this COVID spread of this Omicron variant is starting to get. So many, many NFL players, um, 100 NFL players, over 100 NFL players reportedly have tested positive for the coronavirus. We also have the National Hockey League postponing games for several teams for the same reason. 
of many more positive cases of COVID-19. So it's something to pay attention to. It seems that uh, the COVID-19 spread, uh, the COVID variants are spreading much quicker once again, and you're starting to see many negative effects um, across the economy and world. When it comes to this, it's definitely something to pay attention to because as we know, these COVID fears can definitely grip the market. Now, to brief over the week, we had Monday, and what did we have Monday? Well, on Monday, we had California proposing those solar uh, initiative cuts. So in essence, or those incentive cuts. So we had California proposing to cut solar incentives, which a lot of solar companies were not happy about. Their stocks moving to the downside on that NIS um, because at the end of the day, isn't California trying to shift green and now they're trying to get rid of solar incentives or at least cut them? Didn't make much sense. So that was definitely a headline to pay attention to. And then we had Wells Fargo and HSBC um, beginning to use the blockchain in essence to uh, process settlement of cross-border payments. So the two financial services uh, companies will be jointly using blockchain technology or a shared sediment ledger to process U.S. dollar, British pound sterling, euro transactions, and Canadian dollars. And that was announced on Monday, and they will be using the Batten Systems Core FX distributed ledger technology. So we had a blockchain headline coming out of the big banks on Monday, as well as California proposing those solar initiative or those solar incentive cuts. Definitely something to mention there. On Tuesday, we had the producer price index reading, and we saw that producer price index for final demand, that jumped 9.6% year over year and 0.8% in November. So those wholesale prices increased 9.6% year over year. That was something to pay attention to. And that core producer price index jumped 6.9%. So overall, you did see a jump in the producer price price index. Also on Tuesday, we saw American Airlines releasing their plan to hire 18,000 more employees throughout 2022. And we also saw a release on Boeing and Boeing basically saying that their deliveries are strongly recovering this year and that people really need to pay attention to that. Boeing delivered 302 aircrafts um, throughout this year and last year they produced or delivered just 157. So something to pay attention to there, a recovery in Boeing, uh, not only production, but also deliveries. We had Elon Musk also continuing to sell stock throughout the week in Tesla. That's something to pay attention to for you Tesla lovers. And then we also had Solana Ventures funds um, basically bringing together a $150 million Web3 initiative with Fort and Grippen Gaming. So something to pay attention to there. Another DeFi, another Web3, another cryptocurrency related um initiative being launched worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Now shifting into Wednesday, as we all know, we had the FOMC and we had the Fed essentially doubling the speed of the taper to $60 billion in bond purchases each month starting in January. We also had the projection coming out of the Fed that there will be three rate hikes in 2022, two in 2023, and two more in 2024. So something to pay attention to there. And also on Wednesday, you know, not only did we have the FOMC, but we also had Roblox dipping on those player metrics. That's something to definitely take a look at. If you're a big Roblox investor, we see in essence that Roblox reported 49.4 million daily active users in November, which was up 35% year over year, but down from that October rating of $50.5 million. 
So something to pay attention to there. Now, shifting out of Wednesday on Thursday, we had the debt ceiling solution passed. President Joe Biden signing that $2.5 trillion debt ceiling increase into law. And we also saw the United States blacklisting 30 more Chinese entities on national security concerns. And then finally, to round out the week on Thursday, we had Adobe also falling on disappointing earnings guidance. So something to pay attention to there as well. If you are an investor in Adobe, you might want to check that out. But that is the show for the week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. We'll be back next week per usual. But in the meantime, go give my fellow team members at Pound in the Table a listen at Pound in the Table on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, give me and my team a follow at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.